0: Welcome in. We are the college football experience, and this is the Extra Point Podcast. My name is Gus, and this is my brother-in-law, Will.
1: Hey, guys. Thank you guys for joining us, man. We're excited about this show.
0: Make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well. You can find us on all of those platforms at The College Football Experience. If you're tuning in on Facebook, share the stream and tell everyone you know what we have going on here. Will, I'm really excited for the show tonight.
1: Yeah, man, we got some interesting topics to go over, dude. We've had some huge news kind of hit within the last seven days of college football. Um, I think that's kind of where we're going to start tonight, man.
0: Yeah, so news that just broke today. We've already talked about him in a previous episode. Keon Coleman, the transfer wide receiver from Michigan State. He has committed to Florida State today. That is a massive pickup for the Seminoles and really going to help them chase that ACC title and hopeful playoff berth in 2023.
1: Yeah, it's very unfortunate for the Gator fans out there. Um, <laughs> Florida State just keeps re just keeps loading, loading. Man, dude, they are uh, they've done a really good job in the portal, man, and they are just are getting ready to make a run this year, man.
0: So we've already mentioned some of the transfers that they picked up this offseason, but specifically I want to highlight the pass catchers, Keon Coleman, Jaheem Bell, and Kyle Morlock. Two of, two of them are tight ends. Keon Coleman is a, is a wide receiver. They are three of the top six pass catchers in this transfer portal cycle. So, I mean, they are just loading up on the offensive side of the ball, especially on the perimeter to pair all those guys with Johnny Wilson. And I'm scared for what they're going to do to the ACC this year,
1: and I'm really looking forward to that Clemson game. Um, yeah, dude. They got a bunch of wide receivers. They are big they like recruiting big guys, it seems. They like Very the six guys. four, six five. Um, I think they got a guy that's six six, man. They want the big mm-hmm. dudes so so they can just throw a little fade ball to him. Um, I'm really interested to see how Jordan Travis does spreading the ball out, spreading the love to these guys, man. And shout out to Mike Norvell, dude, who's done a great job with the portal. Um, I remember just it wasn't that long ago people wanted to see him get fired, man. and he's Fired I after know, just dude, a couple
0: seasons. That's I know. That's
1: Pe- people are impatient in college football. But. Which,
0: which is really a shame that you have fans that won't even give a man two or three years to get stuff turned around, especially the situation Florida State was in. But that's the news regarding Florida State. And this was also some news that broke. Around the last time we were going live, but we really didn't know everything, Florida and Georgia possibly moving to home-and-home starting in 2025 because of construction that will be going on at the Jaguar Stadium. And that's when their contract with the city of Jacksonville ends anyways. But, man, I know we have differing opinions on this. With with me being a fan and going to Sanford Stadium, going to Ben Hill Griffin, I think that it would do college football a, a service to have this game home and home, to have those atmospheres with their team's biggest rivals coming in there. I think that would just be fantastic for the SEC. It would be fantastic television. But most importantly, it would be a fantastic game,
1: game day experience for all the fans that go. Um, it's Man, I... I... I'm going to love watching the games at both the stadiums. Like, I think it's going to be cool to see Georgia come to Florida. Um, it's going to be cool to see George. I mean, to Georgia and play. Uh, I, I just want, want to see the game stay in Jacksonville. That's where it's always been played. It's only been played outside of three time. Um, 1933 or so. Yeah. Um, so I think the Jacksonville game is special. It's unique. Um, there's not a lot of games like it in the country. Um, half the stadium's red, half the stadium's blue, blue and orange. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, you have so much activities going on around the stadium that, that are super fun. The tailgates is so packed. It's, there's just as many people outside the stadium as they're in, inside the stadium. Um, and then I'm pretty sure that's the biggest game in the city of Jacksonville. Uh, I would that f- for sure think season. it is. Yes, um, is. W- Money-wise, it makes sense for them to stay in Jacksonville. Um, yes. With the amount of money they bring in for that game, the city of Jacksonville pays for the teams to travel there. Um, mm-hmm. They both bring home about $4.5 million for yes. that game and, and it's just something I grew up watching. The Florida Georgia game is going to be in Jacksonville around the third week of o- the fourth week of October. Um, just something I want to see stay. But I will say it is exciting to know that Georgia is probably going to come to the Swamp in twenty twenty five.
0: I mean, because we we got to experience the Swamp at what I would hope was its peak when we went to the Utah game in twenty twenty two, and I mean that that place was as loud as any stadium that I've ever been to. And it was just fantastic. But kind of like you were saying, with all with all this change that's happening in college football today, it would be nice to have something stay the same, have a little bit of normalcy stay the same. But, man, just having those games home and home, having that Saturday experience, your biggest rivals coming to town, they have to come into your place. You're going to defend your home turf.
1: I'm going to tell you something, them, dude. These two teams don't like each other, man. They hate uh, each other. And it, it, I think that would be the most rowdiest you would see these home stadiums be. And I think the other fan base would not be welcoming to the other one coming down. No. Like Georgia fans up in Athens would not be welcoming to Florida fans up there and, and vice versa. Um, they
0: would be they would constantly be barking. <laughs> in in the Florida fans' face. You would have a seven year old girl be barking at a twenty five year old man, just giving him everything she's got. And that's all that's just the passion of college football, man.
1: Yeah. Um again, I think it's gonna be cool to see it, but I'm gonna, gonna be honest with you. I think when we see both these games in these stadiums, I don't know if that contract's gonna get signed, man. And and kind of what
0: Kirby Smart has been saying, too, it, it provides these schools with such a big recruiting weekend that they miss out on every year. When they go down to Jacksonville to play this game, that getting those recruits on campus is arguably more valuable than the money that they make from playing the game. Yeah. Because – Getting those recruits, and that's a lifeblood of your program. If you don't have good players, you don't win games. And if you don't win games, you don't really get as much money as you possibly could. So I'm just really excited to see where this game goes in the future. And I'll be happy either way, though I would like it to stay on campus. Moving back to the ACC, there was massive news. That broke the other day. Just a couple of days ago, there are seven teams are calling themselves the the magnificent seven. Clemson, Florida State, Miami, both North Carolina schools that include UNC and NC State, and then Virginia and Virginia Tech. They all want out of the TV contract that they have with ESPN. It's through 2036. It's an absolutely terrible deal. They're trapped. I think they're making somewhere in the range of $30 million a season. And that pales in comparison to what the SEC and the Big Ten are about to be making starting in 2024. They're they'll they'll be making roughly $85 million per school. So this isn't a shot at Vanderbilt, but you have Vandy is going to be making $85 million just from the TV contract, and Clemson's going to be making 30. That's that's just unsustainable yeah. for those teams in the ACC. And I think the collapse of the ACC is looking more and more imminent every day that passes, which is sad.
1: Yeah, man, I'm going to hate. God, super conferences are coming. Um, I'm going to hate it, to be honest with you. Um, but I think some of these teams are going to join the SEC. I think some of these teams are going to join the Big Ten. Um Like Florida State, Clemson, they kind of see North Carolina. They kind of seem like they're going to fit the SEC. Miami, uh, what was it? Virginia, Georgia Tech, maybe would go to the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not looking good. Um, They, they, I think the 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 commissioner for the ACC is trying to get it figured out. He's trying to talk TV. Uh, Yeah, he's trying to get the TV deals going. Um, He's meeting with the ads. They've met twice already. So I'm hoping they can get something done. But yeah, dude, I I don't you can't be having Vanderbilt, Kentucky making 80 million a year, and you got Clemson over here who compete for championships making 30.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I think if anything, Clemson, FSU, North Carolina State, and Virginia Tech, they feel more SEC from just the passion of the fan base and just kind of the Makeup of the fan base and the school them, themselves. And then you have more of the academic schools, Miami, UNC, Virginia. And there will have to be one more because I think they have to have eight out of 12 to go. But those seem more yeah. like a Big 12 because they're more academic. We, we all know that the Big 10 is more academic based. So I think all of those teams yeah. fit with those conferences. There, there was talk of maybe if they were able to get the lawyers to get them out of this grant of rights deal with ESPN early, that maybe these teams just go independent for a bit. They, they sell their individual yeah. games or or they go and they just sell their schedule to a specific TV partner for just a bit, and then they then go join a conference I think the Big 10 is eager to expand more. I don't think the SEC from from everything that I'm hearing, I don't think the SEC is really wanting or needing to expand right now, but then you also have to think about what's the Big 12 going to do.
1: Yeah. I think the SEC, man, I, I think if you have the opportunity though, if they had to, if I had to pick for them, I would definitely want Clemson
0: out of all of you them. for sure you you for sure want Clemson I mean, and you for and sure if I had a,
1: yeah if I had to pick and then if I had to get one more to make it even give me Florida State um I love North Carolina out of all of them I love North Carolina man I'd love to see them join us but I think you got a good point um they might be what'd you say the big 10 or the the yeah, Big Twelve?
0: yeah yeah so UNC Virginia and Miami solely because of their um, yeah, academics, their academics. Or, uh, they're, they're they're a bit better fit in the Big 10. And when you think about FSU and Clemson coming in, does Florida want FSU in that in No, they don't. The SEC, does no. Georgia and does does South Carolina want Clemson in the SEC? I don't think they do because they're all packed in right there in this region, and it would be a a lot of competition.
1: We know how well Clemson has come into Georgia and recruited. I mean, they've gotten two of the best quarterbacks ever to play in this state state. Mm -hmm. and play at Clemson. And they do not want them to come in and keep stealing these guys from them, dude, because imagine if Georgia could have got Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson, you know? They'd have
0: been winning a lot sooner than they have been.
1: Yeah, I mean Dabo Sweeney's one heck of a recruiter. I know a lot of these teams, these ads are probably calling the commissioner now, saying, "Do not let these guys in here." Yeah, please. Don't. That's what I would. At least that's what I would be doing if I was a uh, uh, Florida's AD or Georgia's AD. Kind of
0: like whenever Texas A and M was kept in the dark when Texas and Oklahoma were coming to the SEC, because everyone knew. That Texas A&M would not be on board with their arch rival Texas well, coming and joining a conference that they're already in and just taking more money from
1: them. I still think Texas A&M's a little brother to Texas, so I don't 100%. think I don't think they really care about Texas yeah, well, A&M. You you can go if you want to. We got big brother coming in here,
0: right? And and with the other thirteen teams being on board i don't think texas a&m whether they were kept in the dark or not really had a choice on if the longhorns were going to join the conference or not but getting back to the acc i'm i'm sad like what is pittsburgh gonna do what is syracuse gonna do what is boston college gonna do like what is wake forest gonna do all of these teams that aren't really desirable by any conference i mean are they gonna go down and are they gonna join the Sunbelt? Are they gonna join the um are they gonna join the American? Are they gonna go independent? That's what I'm concerned about. And I who's gonna pick up a because,
1: wake force game like on TV, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean I mean, and that's just sad because like these football programs, they fund these athletic departments like they fund them. They are the money makers, they're the breadwinners. And and seeing all of these smaller tier schools possibly going down the drain really kind of breaks my heart. But I think Pitt would be a good partner for the Big 12 because it it would give them someone to pair with West Virginia. And then and then I think Syracuse could go back to the Big East for Everything but football, and maybe try to go to the Big Ten for football. Maybe, maybe go independent. I don't really know what would happen with all them, and and I could see Boston College going to the Ivy League. I mean, by maybe, uh,
1: <laughs> maybe the Big East can make a uh, comeback for football, and we can that would be nice, and we could kind of get that re going and give those guys all somewhere to go or. Maybe the Big 12 will kind of say, hey guys, we, we want to stick around and stay. Um maybe you guys can come jump on board and uh we can get a TV a bigger TV deal with all you guys joining us. I don't know, dude. I don't really know what Man. the answer is for those smaller schools.
0: Yeah, but I have a friend. He is a commissioner of of our of our fantasy basketball league, and he's a diehard Clemson fan. And I think he hates the SEC. I really <laughs> think he hates the SEC. <laughs> And just knowing that he's going to have to listen to SEC chants when Clemson joins the conference one day, that just gets gets me all super warm and fuzzy inside. So, Joey, (laughs) I'm talking about you, my friend. I can't wait for you to be cheering SEC when Clemson wins a playoff game. That'll be a sight to see. All right. Well, moving on, make or break games in the year 2023 this this is just going to be games for specific teams that is just going to be a pivotal point in their season they're coming to a they're they're coming to a section of the road where they can turn left or they can turn right and it's just a moment it's a really defining moment of their season and who are who are we talking about first
1: uh, we are talking about Texas first. We feel like their uh, make-or-break game is going to be the Red River game, the Oklahoma mm-hmm. game. Um, I think this game is really going to be dependent on that Alabama game first. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is this going to be the same old Texas? When they get in these big games, are they going to lose, you know, or is this a different Texas team? Are they going to just take over the Big 12 this year? Um. Mm-hmm this game I think will decide the big 12 yes or decide who represents who in the big who can be the one seed going into the big 12 championship game um yeah so I think this will be a huge game that at weekend um this will I think we will decide after this game is Texas really back or not um, because if you lose that Alabama game and then you walk into Oklahoma and lose the playoffs are pretty much you're pretty much done for the playoffs that's it and yeah. uh, how will, you know, how will the team react to that?
0: Yeah, I for sure think you could have people look at our choice of the Oklahoma game and be like, oh, well, it has to be the Alabama game. Not really, because the Oklahoma game is a conference yeah. game. Texas can afford to lose the Alabama game and still be perfectly fine for the playoffs. But that just means they'll as long as they probably have to run the table in the Big 12, which is doable especially with the roster Texas has.
1: Yeah, just don't get blown out by Alabama. Just yeah. go in there, compete in Tuscaloosa, compete with them, and then when you show up to the Oklahoma game, be ready to go. If you do lose the Alabama game, be ready to go and take care of business. you got yeah. one of the best rosters in the, in the country. Quinn Ewers uh, coming in there, healthy Quinn Ewers will help. A.D. Mitchell's mm-hmm. coming in there, Cedric Baxter. So uh, this will definitely be a big game for them.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, they are the favorite in the Big 12. I think their win total is at nine and a half. Oklahoma's is at nine and a half. I think they're only a seven and a half point favorite. I mean, dog against, against Alabama. So they should be favored in the rest of their games through, throughout the season. I really don't see why they wouldn't be. Our second make or break game is for the Ohio State Buckeyes, and it's the game versus Michigan. They have gotten thumped, I mean, absolutely thumped the past two seasons versus their arch rivals, the Wolverines, and they have to win this game this year. There's three things they have to do every season to be successful they have to beat Michigan. They have to win the Big Ten, and they have to win the national championship. And you cannot do those other three, probably, without beating Michigan. That is their must-win game for the Buckeyes. It's a must-win game for Ryan Day.
1: Yeah, man, you know, all over their facility, they have the game. Mm -hmm. All over it with a countdown to this game. They don't even call them Michigan. They call them the team up north. Everywhere you go in that facility, it has a countdown to this game. It's huge. It's the biggest game in the Big Ten. It's their biggest game. It's Michigan's biggest game. And you don't lose two times in a row uh, to Michigan. That's just, I mean, losing three times in a row, your job's going to be in jeopardy. Uh, They don't like losing to Michigan at all. They're not used to losing to (laughs) Michigan, especially two times in a row here lately. I mean, I can't even remember before – they lost to him the last time i know it was denard robinson and them that beat him that Mm -hmm. one year um but this will be a big one for ryan day i think he's a great coach i think he gets some unwarranted uh like he needs to be fired right now i think he's a great coach and he does a really good job he's a excellent recruiter he's out recruited michigan several years in a row he's been the best they've been the best team in the big 10 recruiting wise um they just got to put it together that game, man. Um, I think Michigan mm-hmm. has just put it to them up front. Just yeah. absolutely been able to run the ball on them. And it's just weird seeing Ohio State's defensive line just not really. Just step up in, Yeah, just in the big games, man. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State's been known for really good defensive line for a long time. And um, I think, you know, this game will be huge for them to make the playoffs, you know, maybe to be a two seed, um, go into that Big Ten championship game um, and win it. Because, man, you got Penn State sitting right there, dude. I, you got Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. They, they could all make the playoffs. Do you know how tight you know? the Big
0: Ten East is going to be this year? I mean, it is going to be tight. And and kind of getting back to Ryan Day, you've you kind of just touched on it. If they lose this game again, his seat is going to be on fire. I mean, crazy? on on fire. Just s- s- say if this is the only game that they lose this year in the regular season. His seat's gonna be hot because he lost one game. Isn't that wild? One game. How spoiled of a fan base do you have to be? Spoiled. I mean, absolutely spoiled to be to to be calling for your head coach to be fired. It's because you
1: lose one game
0: one game just uh,
1: that game means everything dude that'd be like Nick Saban losing to Auburn a few times in a row
0: I mean yeah but uh, that just blows my mind I think it has a little more impact because they are in the same division and it or and it hinders them from completing their goals it Hinders them from winning the Big Ten, and it and it doesn't always hinder them from being from being able to make the playoff because we saw they made the playoff in twenty twenty two. You're
1: not always
0: after losing to them.
1: You're not always going to make the playoffs. um, No, if if you lose that game, that's not always the case. I mean, it's very rare. We've only seen it twice where you can lose that game, that last game of the regular season, to make it. Um,
0: That was Alabama twenty seventeen, and then Ohio State twenty. 22 has that happened any other instance i don't think it has has it
1: i don't think so um no i just you got to think about the other teams that are challenging this year we got more teams this year that can make it yeah Um, you know you got texas they go they have one loss you got uh, florida state they got one loss you got clemson if they got one loss you got alabama you got georgia you got lsu
0: you um, you have Oregon, Washington, Oregon, Utah, and Washington, you, U- USC. USC.
1: I mean, you got a bunch Penn, of teams Penn this State. year. Yeah, you got a bunch this year that can be in it, dude. And it, it's like you need to go undefeated. And I, I, I know, Ryan Day, Ohio State, they have this game circled. It's all it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. They they want this game. They know how big this game is,
0: and. When Whenever we're looking at this game, I'm really looking at how does that Ohio State defense, like you were saying earlier, how do they perform in year two under defensive coordinator Jim Knowles? Because that's why they brought him in. They brought him into Columbus to be able to form to form that defense so they did not get blown out by Michigan. And what happened last year in the late third quarter, fourth quarter, They got blown out by the Wolverines, pounded time after time after time. Speaking of the Wolverines, they have a make or break game. Yeah. They have a make or break game. And that game's versus Penn State. We just got some really sad news this week regarding this game. (laughs) Sad news. (laughs) Makes me so mad. Makes, like, it makes my blood boil to hear that this game is not the whiteout game simply dude. because of big TV and Fox.
1: It's S- still going to be like the stripes. They're still going to have like... Dude, if you have cool. to wear, If you have to wear a white t-shirt to be hectic, then you got a problem. Yeah, but it's a lot more than the white t-shirt. It's... I know. Dude. Atmosphere, so. Yes,
0: dude. and It's and different. You,
1: it's special, man.
0: And... I I was really looking forward to this game because I was like, man, this is probably going to be the wide out. It'll be the start of a really big run for Michigan. Their their season doesn't really start until you get to mid to late November. They play at Penn State. They play at Maryland. And then they get Ohio State at home. So this is the start of a really big run that I think they need to kick off strong with a win here.
1: You know – they can cruise to November. They should be able to now. I mean, now Michigan kind of starts slow in yeah. some games. Um, you know, roster-wise, talent-wise, they should be able to cruise to this Penn State mm-hmm. game. Um, we know Penn State's going to be – they've been right there, right there, right – just so close to beating one of these two teams. And mm-hmm. that's why I think this is a make or break for Michigan because if you're Penn State and you, and you can come in and beat Michigan – and then, if Michigan goes to Ohio State, and loses, dude, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I mean you might not I, even he, be able to go to the Rolls Bowl because Penn State might go or Ohio State yeah. might go, you know, depending on yeah. how, what Penn State's going on, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, and even if you are Michigan, you want to beat Ohio State, but you just beat them the past two seasons. You, you, you kind of know that you're not going to beat them every year. You want to beat them every year, but to expect to beat them every year, that's kind of unreasonable. I think that Michigan expects to beat Penn State now. I, I think with the way they've been performing, I think they expect to beat Penn State every year, and this is a must win. This is a must win to keep their season on track, to keep their playoff hopes on the track to keep their big 10 title chances on track and to really their ultimate goal is to win the national championship which i think they're capable of doing they just have to put the pieces together and they have to get a little lucky because you have to get a little lucky to win the national championship
1: yeah they're gonna have to be healthy going into this game Uh, this Mm -hmm. will be the loudest stadium they step into by far Um, it'll be the craziest atmosphere we know penn state's going to be really good this year we've we feel like they've been so close to breaking through. They've out recruited mm-hmm. Michigan the past two years. Um, mm-hmm. They have a five-star quarterback and Drew Aller, which we discussed him. Mm-hmm. I-, I think if you lose this game, man, I think uh, going into Ohio State's going to be really tough. Or you got Ohio State at home. Yeah, uh, yeah. you got Ohio State coming into your house, man. Still, um, and Ohio- and Ohio that's State. an ultra-talented roster. Yeah. Ohio State will be fired up if they see that you lost to Penn State. Mm-hmm. And our final make-or-break game of the year is kind of a curveball.
0: Tennessee going to Florida. Kind of a real big curveball here. Tennessee has only won in the Swamp twice. Get this, since 1976. That's a gross stat. That is a gross <laughs> stat which is one you really don't expect that that Tennessee a uh, team that was really good in the 90s really good in the early 2000s that they've only won twice at Florida since 76 that's that's that just doesn't make any sense
1: yeah Tennessee's always been one of those teams man they just can't get it done when they come into the swamp man yeah. there's been a few times that they've been better than us Coming in there, but it's just something about that stadium. It's just something about the atmosphere. And they just don't play well in that game. And it's always kind of been really early. So this year it's really early again. For the past mm-hmm. few years, it's been about it's always been about our third our second SEC game instead of our first one. And vice versa for them too. So they've actually had a little time to prepare for us. Mm-hmm. Um I'm excited about this game. This is really big for both teams to see where they're at. Uh, uh, can Tennessee get this monkey off their back? Because when Tennessee beats Florida, they usually have a really good season, and yes. they get off, they get going, and they can they can go on a little run, and then when they then until they play Alabama, yeah, you know you you can get you a few wins. You got Texas A&M after that, so this will be a huge make or break for the, their season. You know, if you win, oh, man, we got a chance to win the East and make the playoffs. If you lose, Mm -hmm. it's it's Tennessee. Same old Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So
0: so this is Tennessee's only time in their first – so in their first six games, they only leave the state of Tennessee once, and that's when they go to the Swamp. So they have to get on a hot start here going down to the Swamp, get this monkey off of their back just like you were saying – Get a get a win in the swamp. Go home, protect your home field, and then that all leads up to the game against Alabama. So I so I think this is a must-win game for the Volunteers to really be able to leapfrog into a successful 2023 and and what might be one of the most hyped Tennessee seasons
1: in a pretty long time. Yeah, man, you, you want to, um, you want to go into that Georgia game for a chance to go to the SEC championship game. That's your goal. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you lose this Florida game, you're not going to have, that's not going to happen. Cause no. you know, I think everybody kind of thinks that they're going to drop that game against Alabama. Yes. Um, so this is a huge game. This will be a fun atmosphere. It'll be a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, these games have, they've been really good the past few years. Um, Recent one, I think they played better than us. It was the Will Greer year. Uh, we yes. converted like so many fourth downs, but they, they were better than us that year. Um, the, la- <laughs> the next time they came to Florida, we beat them on a the Hail Mary. I, so, was,
0: I, I was in the state of Tennessee watching that game <laughs> whenever that happened, and the whole entire restaurant that I was at was just so upset that they just lost to Florida. It was fantastic.
1: It was a terrible game, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, it was terrible. But um, 2019, Emory Jones figured out how to play quarterback <laughs> for that game and went off. <laughs> so it's always like Florida can just plays really well against Tennessee. They even played really well against them last year. Kind of
0: so, reminds me of how Auburn cannot win in Athens lately, how Auburn <laughs> could not win at LSU since like 1999 it was just yeah. the, the that's what it reminds me of just teams having it's almost like a it's almost like a black magic type of voodoo spell that they have on them going into these venues it's just it's just something about it they just can't
1: get it done it's, it's kind of like Kentucky and Florida to me for a while there Kentucky played better than us but they just couldn't beat us yeah it, dude there was there was a few games we'd be up in Kentucky they'd leave a dude wide open just nobody to be out there covering we thought just weird stuff would happen in the game that you just don't normally see and that's that's stuff that happens in this tennessee florida game i mean look at last year's game yeah we we were down and out and then we score touchdown kicking onside kick get the ball back get ready to go down there and try to score again to, to win it yeah um that's just you just never know with this game and this these two teams dude
0: And I mean, and that's just what makes college football so special and just what makes everyone fall in love with this game. Man, and this is going to be our next segment. Kind of why we fell in love with the game. Yeah. What – tell me about some of your first memories of going to a college football game and some of your best memories.
1: Yeah, so – um the first game i ever went to was with with my buddy hunter hancock and his dad Mm -hmm. kirk hancock um it was 2005 auburn just came off an undefeated season kirk has Mm -hmm. um season tickets i believe to auburn um and georgia tech was rolling into town this is when georgia tech was pretty good calvin johnson Mm -hmm. played for him um i was just getting into football you know into 04, I was just starting to watch it. I was only in fourth grade in 04 yeah. and the fifth, fifth grade in 05. So, I was still very young, little kid, um, trying to figure it out. And they took me to the Auburn-Georgia Tech game, man. It was super fun to be in Jordan, Jordan-Hare. Um, I remember they were trying to convert me the whole time, <laughs> uh, trying to get me to become an Auburn fan, blah, 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 because they knew my dad was an Alabama fan. and mm-hmm. uh, Auburn ended up losing the game, so I didn't go. Cool uh timbers corner which i know they haven't got to do that hopefully um, you get to do that this fall yeah so that was the start that year was the start of i started falling in love with college football man and just going to jordan hair mm-hmm. that year was fun um and getting to be with those guys is always a good time and
0: tell me some of your favorite games that you've ever been to because you have been at some pretty good games
1: Yeah, um, besides that one, so the next year I went to Florida, Alabama in 2006. Uh, Florida wore the throwback uniforms, Urban Meyer's second year, Tim Tebow's first year, Mm -hmm. Um, super fun game. They started out winning. It was my first time in the swamp, Um, and then we kind of made a little comeback there. We ended up winning like 28-13 to or something like that. Um, That was like right before Nick Saban got there, Mm -hmm. so – it was fun to beat Bama in the swamp. Um, and then two years later, I went to the UF FSU game. Um, when Tim Tebow had the red all over him,
0: oh, and it was that was raining, nasty, dude. Yes, it
1: rained all day, dude. They thought about canceling the game and moving it to oh, Sunday. No. Yeah, it was, dude, it was raining all day long. And he, Ugh. he went to, he, ran a touchdown in and he got all the paint on him. He was pumping up the crowd. Um, That one was really fun.
0: That's probably one of his most iconic moments where he's sitting there and he has a paint all on his face and his white jersey. and He's throwing that towel up in the air. That will make you fall in love with this sport.
1: Well, dude, I love Tim Tebow, man. He was was my favorite player. He still is to this day. Um, he was one of the main reasons I fell in love with college football, man. Um, Yeah. A few years later, I went I got a chance to go to the SEC Championship game when Bama played Missouri. Uh my dad, mm-hmm. me and my dad, uh, my sister uh, we all got to go. my first championship game experience. Thought that was really fun to get to see Alabama play Missouri and just mm-hmm. get to be at the SEC Championship game's fun. I mean, it was kind of a blowout, but it was fun. Um 2018, this was we when it was to the- at the Georgia game, right? yeah georgia dome was still there dude r.i.p
0: to the georgia dome man what yeah dude i
1: love the georgia dome man
0: which is now a parking lot
1: (laughs) yeah um 2018 we went to the chick-fil-a bowl me and you to the michigan game that was fun get to see dan mullen and them uh felipe franks was the quarterback for florida yeah. um that was my first time being in the bins and if you haven't been in the ben- the bins yet up in atlanta it is the nicest stadium i've ever been it's awesome um it's super there's so much space there's so there's so much to do in there the food is cheap um and you can go get like a coke and a hot dog for like five bucks the um,
0: the the best way i've ever been able to describe the mercedes-benz stadium is it takes everything that you hate about going to a game and it makes it enjoyable
1: yeah, which um, is something to say. I think me and you both thought Florida was going to kind of be up and up after that game. We just beat yeah. they just beat Michigan and Dan Mullen's yeah. first year, ten wins, and then it just kind of all went downhill after. It kind of went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then, Mr. Kirk was offering some free tickets to Auburn, Mississippi State, so I took those up. Man. Uh, we went to this, we went to this uh, Mississippi State game, um, and Auburn got up early, twenty eight to three. And I remember thinking oh to my myself, gosh. like, man, I hope Auburn scores again. We can leave and <laughs> go watch this game. Uh, yeah, go watch this game at Buffalo Wild Wings or something. And um, Auburn didn't score again, and Mississippi State went on a run. And I'm glad the Atlanta Falcons ain't the only team to give up a twenty eight to three lead. <laughs> Dude, uh, that was fun to be with you, Nick Bjork, and uh, Mister Kirk. Dude, I uh, won't
0: ever, I won't ever forget that game because I, I turned and I just looked at Nick and I was like, I hope Mississippi State scores so this game can be interesting. And yeah. then they, and and then they scored like thirty eight points straight, and we ended up losing. Man, that is not on one of my greatest games that I've ever attended. <laughs> It was
1: fun to me though. I you know, yeah. getting to be with, with you yeah. guys on Mr. Kirk and uh, Mr. Kirk's yeah. always funny to be around. And what was yeah. so shocking is you know, Florida was playing Sanford that day and we were and losing at the time. Team. And uh and everybody was cheering. And I was like, Mr. Kirk, what is going <laughs> on? Why does everybody hate us? And he said, Ah, <laughs> you guys were our biggest rival for a long time and we hate yeah. y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but but my last game. Um, that i went to recently was last year was the florida utah game um mm-hmm. you know huge thank you to matthew napier uh for hooking us up um he he got us some tickets to that game and man we got to experience one of the best florida games i've ever been to yeah. um it felt like utah was kind of they could they were a little bit better but they kept making mistakes and the Florida would go mm-hmm. down and score and Anthony Richardson, would, he was playing so good and playing uh, out of yeah. his mind. Yeah, man. And I got to be there with you and Cody and mm-hmm. man, we got to experience the swamp just at like at probably it's peak, peak? probably Oof. it's peak. I mean, I, uh, you'd probably go to a Tennessee or an LSU game. It'd probably be a little, you know, a little louder, just a, maybe just, just, <laughs> just a little, just but. a
0: little bit more juiced
1: that game right there man that was so much fun dude and i can't wait to go back to the swamp dude so what about I, you what are some of your favorite memories your first memory of uh loving college football
0: man so i grew up a really big auburn fan b- b- being an auburn fan runs really really deep in my family my grandfather went to auburn whenever it wasn't even auburn yet and he got into some shenanigans there kind of a little folklore on the campus that someone put a cow in the top of Sanford Hall like way i think it was back in the 40s and there was always this there was always this rumor that someone had done this in the past and when my cousin was going on a was going on a campus tour there they were like oh well there's a rumor and there's a, a, a lore that someone put a cow in the top of Sanford Hall that was, in fact, my grandfather, put a cow. So, I so like I run really deep with Auburn, and that was my first game: Auburn versus Kentucky in 2009, year before we got Cam Newton. It was freezing cold. We went down there. We didn't have tickets. We bought tickets off a of scalper, probably overpaid for them, way too much, and we ended up losing. So I was really sad. I think oh. think like you. I uh, think like you. I was in. Like the fifth or sixth grade, really disappointed, froze my butt off just to see Auburn lose, man. But I was hooked from that point going forward. And some of my best memories and the games I've been to Iron Bowl 2013, the kick six. I snuck in for $50. I snuck into the game. I was able to tip off the little lady that was there that was that was handing the ticket. I was like, hey, can you get me and my sister into this game for for a for a hundred dollars? You can act like you're just ripping up the ticket. And and she was like, sure, honey, sure. So then she just rips up the ticket and then we we just walk right in. Got to see the greatest college football ending of all time. I don't care what anyone says, that was the greatest ending of all time was a kick six. That was also the first day I ever went to college game day.
1: Um, that that was pro- that's probably one of the best games of all time, dude. One
0: versus four. It was. A I'm so jealous you got to go CBS to that football. game, man. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, and then dude, snuck in for fifty dollars when you, when you had people paying seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars a ticket. Yeah, and that was like that was like my junior year of high school, so I was. Like seventeen, yeah. sneaking into sneaking into Auburn games, just thinking I was so cool, and then probably another one of my favorite games, twenty nineteen Iron Bowl, that was mm-hmm. I think that was Bo Nix's first season at Auburn. Yeah, that was when Tua got hurt and against Mississippi State, so Mac Jones came in, was quarterback, and he threw the two pick sixes. And then they had a doink of a field goal, and that place goes crazy. Auburn wins it on a fourth down where Alabama has too many men on the field. That was phenomenal. Just to experience Jordan Hare at that level, there's just no place like it. And that's me being a little biased, being an Auburn fan too. Um, One that you just talked about, Florida versus Utah that that was my first time ever ever getting to experience a swamp. Swamp is awesome. Swamp is phenomenal. Um they this packed was us awesome. in there
1: like sardines.
0: Dude, shoulder uh, to shoulder.
1: We couldn't oh even sit God. in our nice comfortable seats during <laughs> during the quarter breaks.
0: <laughs> no, just just because I mean like you are packed in there and I mean
1: I mean I was like this with the girl next to me just yeah. sideways. <laughs> I mean I
0: mean dude, The because when you're in the swamp, the swamp doesn't look that big. Swamp like doesn't not when you're
1: sitting on the outside of it. It don't. No,
0: and I mean, and I mean, really, when you're in the inside, it 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 isn't like those big slow sloping bowls that just seem like they go on forever. And it doesn't really have the defined second tier that goes all the way Mm. around the stadium. But it's kind of like a like a little octagon, like little like. A box really and so I was really happy to get to experience the swamp and then this is a game that's going to break your heart Bama Florida SEC championship game 2009 Alabama beats Florida that's a game that I snuck into too I snuck in I snuck into the Georgia Dome and got to see Tim Tebow cry on the jumbotron the whole stadium laughed whenever they put him up there I felt really bad for him
1: it's just me. Yeah.
0: Felt really bad. You, you could hear just a verbal laugh throughout the whole entire stadium, which was sad, but a fantastic experience. Then, twenty sixteen, me oh. and the yeah. fam, me and the fam, went up Tennessee versus Georgia in Athens. This was the Josh Dobbs hail mary to beat. The dogs. This was this was Kirby's first year, right? Yeah. Dude, yeah. absolutely first year. phenomenal game to see Jacob Eason throw what was essentially the game winner to um their Ridley. Leader. Yeah,
1: Ridley.
0: to um to um Riley Ridley. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and to, to to see him throw that the 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 student section that goes up until the that goes up into the second tier they were throwing their beer cans throwing their pom poms throwing their cups off and out of the stadium into like the lower deck it was like it was like no celebration i'd really ever seen up until that point at a georgia game and then just to have josh dobbs come right back down the field and just put the knife in the heart of georgia and and i'm really not a big proponent of having your phone out when big things are about to happen but i kind of broke my own rule and i had my phone out until this day i have that on on my phone and that's one of my most cherished videos to have that and it was just awesome and then my last game i i really like georgia versus auburn 2017 that was when georgia came in to Jordan-Harris Stadium, the number one team, and we beat the brakes off of them. I mean, We absolutely beat the brakes off of them. And that was just me and my wife were there then. Some of the Auburn fans were a little mean whenever we were walking out of the stadium. But she's a grown woman, and she can handle it. (laughs) But, yeah, those are some of my favorite memories, man, and just really falling in love with the game in college football.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I love going to the games, dude, and getting to experience them. Um, mm-hmm. it's, there's just nothing like it, man. Like just when even when we got to go to the Georgia Appalachian State game not that long ago, uh, yeah. Jake Fromm's first year there, Easton got hurt in the game. Dude, mm-hmm. it it was fun going into the Sanford Stadium and checking it out, dude. It's just, yeah. Um, it's fun, man, and even Auburn, dude. It was the crowd was so loud, even at the Auburn Mississippi State game. Uh, yeah. Just the atmosphere, getting to be there, getting to check it out. Um, everywhere is a little different, and it's fun to get to mm-hmm. check out to see those little differences of what each team does, um, and what makes each campus so special.
0: Yeah, and and the, the, there's just something about like knowing like. Oh, these are the same traditions that my great grandfather was doing, or or this was the same school that my grandfather went to. This was the same school my dad went to. The same school my mom went to, and like they were sitting in this same stadium, singing these same cheers, watching this same eagle. Well, it, well, it isn't the same eagle, like watching the same eagle fly, and it's 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 just phenomenal, and that's just something that I don't think you get in any other sport. In the US, you maybe get it in kind of like a uh European soccer setting, those really old, old, old stadiums, but I don't think you find it anywhere like that in um, the
1: US. I think also what makes it special is the people you go with and like yeah. getting a chance to go with my dad. We went to a Florida Vanderbilt game one year. Um, that was super fun. Tim Tebow's Heisman Trophy Year, um, him getting to experience the swamp too. And it was like my second time. So, you know, it's just special to get to go with people that you want to be around and experience all cool things.
0: Yeah, man. And I'm just really excited for our games that we're going to get to go to in the future. The games are going to get to go to this season and just get to keep going on this adventure with each other, man. And I'm and I'm super excited for everyone that has been that has that has been watching tonight. We are going to go ahead, man. And we are going to go ahead and end this show since we've been running about 53 minutes, man. And I've, and I'm, I'm just really grateful that we get to do this, man. And I'm looking forward to our show we get to do next week. Yeah.
1: Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for the comments, Mr. Kirk. Really appreciate your comment. Uh, Cleet, Thanks, appreciate the shout out. Hey, you guys go follow us on Instagram, like us, subscribe on YouTube, share our videos around too. We're on TikTok as well. Share our videos around. Um, just, Help us out as much as you can. And we appreciate all the support. Um, I've heard nothing but kind words from people. Yeah. So,
0: Yeah, and, and you can find us on all those platforms at the College Football Experience. Thang, thank y'all again for watching, and we will catch y'all next time.
1: Thanks. Peace. See y'all.